Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 192, and it's titled Online Dating Algorithm Hacks with OkCupid Insider Melissa Hobley. Okay, so... We've had dating experts on the show before. However, they were they were they were basically people who've used the app who like figure out, you know, by using it, you know, okay, this is what seems to work and this is what doesn't work and then they go out there and try to teach other people what they learned from using the apps. But today is going to be different because we have somebody who actually is from one of the major apps. So rather than people just kind of like figuring out, hey, if I do this, this seems to work. We are going to get the real deal inside information from a real insider on (laughs) what works, what doesn't work, what's going on in the dating world. It's actually, we have some really fun questions. So you may learn how to do your online dating profile a little bit better. um, And you may learn some stuff that you had no idea about in the dating world that you probably should be aware of. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I was telling Kevin, I was like, we need to ask questions about catfishing and ghosting. And he's like, what's catfishing? You know, like <laughs> uh, ghosting I knew of catfishing. I didn't know of, but don't worry. We will get there later on in the episode. <laughs> oh, before we introduce today's guest, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So make sure you go check it out. Our guest today is Melissa Hobley. She's the chief matchmaker and marketer for OkCupid, one of the biggest and most successful dating apps in the world. She has appeared on today's show several times, sharing advice on love and connection in a digital era. And today she is right here with us on the Love Lab podcast. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. And yeah, I'm going to give all the dish. So (laughs) this will be fun from an insider. Mm -hmm. So let's just go ahead and get started. Our first question is kind of like, well, it's kind of simple, but we got to start somewhere, right? Which is... Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Why should somebody be on a dating app, right? Because we didn't always have dating apps and people still found a way to date, right? So... But now right. we've got all this technology and the landscape has shifted. And so we're, we're just curious what your take is on like, why should people be here? Yeah. So, and that's a, that's actually, I think that's a great question to start with. Uh, and you should be on a dating app because uh, it's an easier way to meet people. And it is the most popular way people are getting together. And that is for a Saturday night or Saturday nights for the rest of your life. Uh, And the data on this is is amazing. Um, The easiest way is to look at marriages, right? Because there's no, like, the census doesn't ask, like, hey, are you you hooking up with someone you're into? Like, they don't ask those questions. So (laughs) marriage is the easiest. I acknowledge, like, not everyone's looking for marriage. And by the way, we're not, OkCupid is not marriage or bust. That's also why I love to share the insights, because 
some apps are only marriage or they're only hookup. And we are all of it. So, you know, I've really got a good, a good seat to see what's going on. And so, you know, the, um, the data is showing that 40 to 60% of marriages in the U.S. are from a dating app. For LGBTQ relationships, it's 70 to 80% are starting on a dating app. And you know, I what what partly evolved, and I will keep this from being a, an anthropological, <laughs> sociological history lesson. But what partly evolved and created this need for dating apps was that we were not getting together in the traditional sense that we used to, and women were not becoming wives and moms at eighteen, twenty, twenty-two. And so, as women entered the workforce, we had the feminist movement and. Uh, women were working, they were delaying these decisions. That really helped drive this, this idea that people needed other ways to get together. And I also think of it this way, guys, like technology is helping you in every part of your life. It will help you find a university. It will help you find a car. It will help you find a hotel when you go on the work conference or a trip with your girlfriends. Uh, it will help you order drinks or diapers or whatever it is. So why why shouldn't it help you find someone is, is another way to look at it. And that's how the founders of OKCupid were Harvard grads who were shy, lovely humans who had a really hard time meeting people. And uh, and they kind of had that philosophy, like technology starting to help me in all these areas in my life. It should help me find somebody. <laughs> so there's kind of a big jungle out there, right? Where... I think the younger generation kind of knows their ways around when it comes to dating app. And, and you know, neither Kevin and I are expert in that because, well, we're not dating. <laughs> we met before, um, kind of all of that. So for us, it's, it's kind of over. But um, what about the older generation and kind of like, where do you start? Like, because I know like some people are like, okay, I know if you want a one night stand, you go on Tinder. Um, some women are like, well, there's no good pool of men on this particular app or I go on that app for that. So is there data on like, hey, if you're an older person and older is even like just in your 40s, because I think like, hey, hey, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think that we, yeah. it's different, right? Um, totally. And, and, and then like with all these apps to choose from, like, how do you narrow it down? Right. How do you, it's totally overwhelming. And where do you start? And it's especially, you're exactly right. Saying it's, it's actually even harder if you're not 25 or 30, because you, and maybe you're divorced or maybe even out of the game for a while, whatever it is. Right. And so you missed the, the explosion. Right. And now it's really interesting. The taboo and the stigma is absolutely gone. And that's partly because when Tinder came on the scene, it exploded. And, and you get on Tinder now when you're 18, you go to college or you just turn 18, you get on Tinder. And so you, you know, even I was talking to someone who's in her early twenties, she's like, what do you mean there was a stigma? It's like saying there's a stigma on being on Facebook or Instagram. Like, <laughs> couldn't even comprehend that it used to be that if you met some 15 years ago, you met somebody on, on online because it wasn't an app back then you would say, Oh, I, you know, we met through friends and the friend is an algorithm on OkCupid. So, um, <laughs> and you're also right that not all apps are created equal and um, dating apps are a little bit like bars or nightclubs. You want to know in your city and your area, what are the apps that people are on? I would love to say that OkCupid is great in every city in the world, but that's not, it's disingenuous. It's not, you know, that's, that's not actually true. Um, so here's what I tell people to do. I say, 
ask your friends, go ask on Facebook, ask folks. You can even be like, I'm asking for a friend who wants to, <laughs> even if it's not you, you know, I'm at, what, what, what are, what are, what apps are people on these days? That's a good way to get a read. Um, nowadays people are on an average of three or four apps, but primarily using one or two. So a lot of people will be on Tinder and something else. Uh, and I say, start with the free ones. Like, okay, Cupid is free. So start on, start on Tinder. You can start on okay, Cupid. There's a lot out there. Uh, and some apps are definitely geared toward a more mature dater. Okay, Cupid is 18 to 108. And we really are, we've been around a while. So, you know, we have folks that are young. We have folks, I used to say 18 to 88. And then someone told me that we had someone that met when they were 104. And so I had to like wow. stretch it out. Um, and, and, uh, and it really comes down to, has the app been around a while? Uh, you know, an app like Match is also a nice app. It's been around a long time. Okay, Cupid, we we've been around almost 20 years. We know how to do this, and we have been perfecting it year after year after year. Start with one of the free ones. Get your friends with you or a friend to help you set up the profile. That's the hardest part, is right? It's like when you fill up, it's when you update your resume or your LinkedIn <laughs> and you haven't done it in a while, right? It's so hard to talk about yourself. So get a friend with you, get a margarita or a bottle of wine and have them have them help you fill that out. Don't do this. What a lot of people do, and women are especially guilty of this, is, ah, I just want to be this before I do it. I just want to have a better job. I just want to be more settled. I just want to be skinnier, taller, shorter, more religious. Just don't do that. You know, just just get on there. Just find a couple photos and, and get on there, and then just start swiping and just get comfortable in it, right? The first time you used you know, I don't know, Travelocity or Orbitz. It was probably a little bit awkward. And now you're like, oh, I got this. I'm booking the family trip. I know exactly what to do. And dating apps are like that too. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I, that's, that's my advice is just, just get started and don't, don't, don't tell yourself to wait. What's also really interesting, especially right now, um, if you were single over COVID, that might've been really difficult. I've certainly talked to my friends and a lot of our daters, it was, it was hard, right? You, maybe your city was in lockdown. Maybe you weren't near your family or your friends. Uh, you may not have, you didn't have all those touch points and, uh, and it was tough to go through COVID single. Uh, and, and what's happened is people are very motivated. So we have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people on OkCupid that have never online dated before, but they're like, I, I don't want to go through this again alone. I want to, I want to find someone I'm going to like, I used to, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, I want this height, this income, this car, but and they're like throwing some of that out the window, which also is the right thing to do. You can't go in with this list of all the stuff that you want. Uh, and so it's, it's a really, really good time to put yourself out there. So don't, don't wait, you know, touch wood. Things are looking a little easier with COVID based on where you are in the world. And it's easier to go get a drink or go bowling or, you know, meet up at that museum, right? I'm, I want to touch on, sorry, I have That's questions. Okay. I'm just Go too excited. It. On the photo part, because 
you know, and, and I know we've talked about this in another episode, but I want to have your fresh opinion today on that, because I think sometimes there's a big difference, like some men, they, they will, and, and I feel like men do that more from what I've heard, that they'll put a photo that's 15 years old, you know, and they're like, yeah, this is me, how good I looked when I was at that age. And then the woman meets him and she's like, well, well wait, what, what happened between these two? And sometimes women, we also hide behind like a branding photo shoot or like a super glamorous shot where it's like, like, where, where's the, where do you stand? Like what, what, what's yes. the best practice with those photos? Or, you know what women do more than when is like these overly filtered photos mm-hmm. where they've got these Instagram filters or some app, they've overly filtered the photo. And it's, listen, I get it. It's really hard to put yourself out there. So also, uh, you know, I'm one of the first women. I was single in New York city for 15 years. I get it. It's, it's, um, it is, it's hard to put yourself out there. And so you're tempted to use that photo where you look, you feel like you looked <laughs> away. You felt really good or, Oh, this, this filter, you know, covered my, some of this or this, whatever. <laughs> and, and it's so tempting to do that, but don't do it. Do not do it. Uh, and the biggest reason is you're going to meet this person <laughs> for coffee or a drink. And they're going to be like, you know, and you don't want the first, the first, um, really meaningful experience to be one where they didn't put their, their authentic self out there. Right. And again, I get it. Uh, this is also where like the friend can come in. If you feel like you don't have some pictures that you don't like, and by the way, everyone feels this way. So also just know every single person is like, Oh, I just don't have photos. I like, okay, just stop making excuses. There's an amazing person out there for you. You, go get your friend to take some, some photos that you like. You're never going to, to, we have had models on our site who have said, I hated every single one of my photos. And, 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 um, so no one, no one loves them. Just get something that shows yourself and get it out there. And here's a little tip on that. Um, photos with smiles, like where you're showing teeth, like a real smile, not the like, mm, the like uh, blue steel, <laughs> too cool. Like, my, and I, everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, especially you ladies who do the, um, those don't do that. The, the, the photos that get some of the most likes are like, I'm showing teeth, like literally I can see your teeth. It's an open mouth smile. And like, yeah, I'm staring at Kevin and Celine right now. And if I do this versus like, I have that, mm-hmm. like, I almost saw you both subconsciously lean in a tiny bit. <laughs> and so you're not just take, take away the worries that we have, especially in the society of like, I have to be hot and sexy and fit and money. And guys always want to be tall. Cause women are like, oh, I want, you know, whatever, just get rid of that and be, think about someone you'd want to talk to at a bar. And if I have a smile on my face, you're like, I got, I like, I'm like 30% there. So that's, that's how I encourage you to think about, to think about that stuff. And you can even put in your profile, you know, I think this is really funny and I encourage people to do this and I see it all the time is, uh, you know, you know, the hardest part of setting up this profile was finding pictures that I feel like, you know, I, I don't look crazy, like a serial killer, you know, you could like make, <laughs> make a joke about it, boring, a librarian, you know, make a little joke about it. And, uh, cause again, most people feel that way. You know, I like that the advice is to put pictures that are real because one of the things that bothers me the most, and I, you know, I feel the same way when a woman wears too much makeup, right? You know, like you, you go out on a date with a woman and she looks amazing. And then, you know, whatever, if you're lucky enough to uh, wake up in the morning with her and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is a completely different person. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Like there's you, something, something feels like bait and switch there, you know, like, like you just, got, you just got screwed by a used car salesman or something, right? So real, I always like the idea real, like I want to see who you really are as best as I can from an online profile, right? That doesn't mean you can't wear some makeup and make yourself look good, but like these, these uh, apps that do all the filtering, ridiculous when you see what the person yeah, actually looks gonna, like. You, you know, Kevin just brought to life everyone's worst fear, but listen, I, you know, you, I, I think, I think you've got to, you've got to show yourself because you are going to meet them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, be, be, be who you are. And if that's not for them, it's better to know that before you t listen, we don't, none of us have all this free time to going out on dates every single night. And by the way, that's also another reason to download an app is, is, do you want to go to the bars every night? Like it's become hard in the way that our, you know, civilization is set up to meet single people. And even when you do go out, I used to love meeting people out in New York city. And that was how I dated so much, but, but it's, it's harder nowadays. And you walk in and you're kind of like, Oh, I wish I knew everyone in this bar that was single. I wish there was like, just like a little, like, you know, like in the sci-fi movies where there's like a little thing that pops up, so you know, Oh, they're single. Like they're single. And green light, or red like, light. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like that. Green light, red light. I love that. Yes. Yes. You get to wear uh, a colored armband that identifies your relationship right? status. Yellow. You're in yeah. a relationship, but you're open. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, and creative. this is the thing. Dating apps, say all that they'll yeah. say open relationship or non-monogamous or poly or or not or looking for true love or mm -hmm. I'm a single mom or I'm divorced or you know and um they uh they make it a little more efficient to to meet someone and that sounds a little unromantic but you know what's also romantic is not wasting as much time <laughs> right not like feeling like you're putting yourself out there all the time only to feel um to feel rejected. So, all right. So we got to ask you this next question because it was something you mentioned in our pre-interview. We're like, oh, this is fascinating. Okay. So first of all, if people haven't figured it out yet from the conversation, you are indeed married, which means you're not out in the dating world. However, you are on 27 dating sites. 27 yes. dating sites. So I, this is important for listeners, right? Because not only do you work for a dating app, but you are literally on, I don't even, I didn't even know there were 27. Like <laughs> right? if you ask me to name, I might, I might be so able many. to name about seven, maybe, <laughs> right? 27 though. So what we want to know is, first of all, why is that? And then tell us what your experience is like being on all these different ones. It is so fascinating. It is, it is fascinating. And yeah, OkCupid is global. We're a popular app everywhere from Berlin to Paris to Melbourne to uh, Sydney, Detroit, LA, New York, San Francisco, Toronto. You know, if, if there's a major city, we're in it. Uh, and I'm first, I'm on the apps because I need to know what is the user experience as I UX, we, we call it in, in tech. What is, what is the experience like? What is the branding like? What are the people like? What do I like about the experience? What do I not like about the experience? I have signed up on apps also as every possible dater you can imagine. Um, young, old, straight, gay, non-binary, trans, uh, uh, poly, you name it. Because I also want to know what are the pain points, right? Um, what are the... 
uh, OkCupid is famous for being very friendly for uh, communities and types of daters that other apps have really ignored, like poly, poly daters, open relationships. Um, we, we don't turn, we don't shy away from that. We, we, and we also want to be really affirmative, whatever you're looking for. That's great. Other people are looking for that too. Um, so I, I need to know what those experiences are like. And I also need to know, uh, how are people engaging and courting around the world? Uh, you know, we're one of the biggest apps in India and it's a fascinating, a very humbling experience to be in a country of 1.4 billion people where dating is is relatively new this is a culture of arranged marriage and just like in in many in many parts of the world women are driving that change so in india every year you have more women going to university having careers they are they don't have to get married they have agency in their lives to do things and so i need to understand that in india there's this really rich um, tension between women wanting to have agency in their own life and make choices but also um you know a love of family and tradition and and uh, we don't see that as much in the U.S., right? We're like, fuck you, mom and dad. Like, I don't give a fuck what you want. I'm going to date and screw who I want to. And in India, that's certainly not the case. You, you, you know, th- those family bonds are very strong, all those things. So, so you know, we've tailored the app. And India is an example to be able to, to help women find, if you're working and you're in tech and you're fucking killing it, you should be make it. we should make it easier to find men that are going to support your career and enable you to delay having children. And that's very, um, it's almost controversial. It's almost provocative, uh, even in India's biggest cities. So, so it's, 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 um, and so when I'm online in India on OkCupid or other apps, I feel, I feel that, I feel that tension and I can, it helps me, it helps me consider more things on the product side. It helps me think about how do I protect her? How do I support her? By the way, I talk about women because in India, for most dating apps, the the male um, female ratio is really imbalanced and dating apps, almost everywhere there are a little bit like bars that the guys are much easier to get to show up than the women. So as a marketer and as a matchmaker, I have to think about appealing to women more than I do men, you know, like think like ladies night free, right? Like the clubs, whatever. It's like, guys, you cannot come in. If you're a big group of dudes, I need like, do you have chicks with you or not? You're not getting in. It's a little (laughs) bit, it's a little bit like that. So it's really interesting. Um, I do. I also have um, my husband's profile on apps. So I swipe as a, you know, I I need to know what that experience is like. And, and, uh, and it's really interesting. And sometimes often I will have on my profile, I'm here for research, right? I never, ever get to a point where I'm leading someone on. Um, uh, if someone takes me the time to write a lovely message, I might write back. Sometimes I have like, hey, I'm, I work at OkCupid. I want to know. I want to hear from you. What do you love about this and what do you hate about it? And people are very happy to share that. And I and they also make them feel good, I think, to know that someone who's an executive at the company wants to really know, like, what sucks at this? What can we keep doing better at? I have... Well, there's always stuff we're working on as a dating app and we've managed to be to stick around a long time most dating apps fail you rarely hear about an app that's a startup that's still around in one or two or five years it's incredibly expensive to keep daters safe 
to keep out spam, to keep out bots. It is, um, the technology has to be so good. We're so, we need something that works quick and it's beautiful and slick. And so all of those things are, are really, really, um, expensive, but we're really good at it. And so, you know, I, I consider it, you know, kind of, a fun part of my job to be in all these apps swiping, even though I'm married, I have two little kids. <laughs> I haven't dated in a bit. <laughs> so I, there, there's a couple of things I want to say about it. The first one is you, what you were talking about, about how India is different and how the app shows up differently for them is something that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of that depending on where you live, the app might show up different. So if somebody lives in one part of the world and they're like, oh, that app is no good. It didn't work for me or whatever and you're in a different part of the world, you might, like, it's important to know that your experience might actually be different than somebody else's experience because people probably aren't aware that they're tailoring the apps to the specific region in which you live. Yeah, yeah, and if you, yeah, totally, and I appreciate you noticing that. And when you look, if you look at the product and the architecture, that's the same, but, but, uh, you know, we're quickly becoming one of those popular apps in Germany. And uh, we, OkCupid is famous because we ask you these questions and that powers the algorithm. So you decide what you want the algorithm to be made up of. Is it that, you know, is it views on religion? Is it views on politics or social issues? Are you passionate about the environment and you want to make sure you're at least seeing, you don't want to see people that maybe are climate change deniers, for example, uh, Climate change is a big issue there. So you'll see the architecture is the same, but how we engage with you and what those filters are change by country. And and that's what's really cool, right? Um, For example, voting is a really important, that's a really big deal breaker in the U.S., and it, it actually, it doesn't matter. And by the way, we're like, you know, we're nonpartisan, but we, if you, um, people want someone that's a voter, that is like hot. It is hot to men. It is hot to women. Maybe we don't, I don't care if you agree with me on issues, but I like, that's my turn on. It's like, we're going to debate and like, okay, now I'm going to rip your clothes off. Like that's, <laughs> that's the thing. But like, so, so we have a voting filter, but we don't have a voting filter in Australia because it's compulsory. Like it doesn't make any sense. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's where things get different. And then also, you know, popularity changes. I'm from Indiana. Okay. Cupid is, is awesome in Indianapolis outside of Indianapolis. It's a little bit harder. We're not, we're not so we're not Tinder. Tinder is big in like the most rural town in Texas. Probably it is that big. Uh, and so it does, you do want to try different apps or you want to set your location to right now. I'm, I'm about an hour and a half outside of the city. If I, if I set it to just this immediate area, I wouldn't see many people. So I want to expand my, my, you know, you can set the like five miles, 20 miles, 30 miles, a hundred miles. I would tell people, Oh, we'll set your, your geography to further out. So you're going to, you know, if you're casting a wider net, there's more people you're going to see. And what's a half an hour drive, you know? <laughs> so this is good advice and, and, and fascinating. And I want to come back into some of the things that you mentioned. Uh, we'll, I want to talk about some of the insider tips on, on how to date. And we'll talk more about staying safe and all of this. But before that, we want to give a quick break here and invite all of our listeners who are in a relationship already and feel like they are stuck and going through the daily motions and just not really having their heart in it or that their sex life just feels 
blah, doll. And if that's you and you feel ready and you want to really bring the passion back between the sheet and thrive and be synced up, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join our platinum program, our highly sex power couple program. So if you give us 90 days, we will help you get there and some more. So go to celineremy.com forward slash passion to learn more about our program. So Melissa, I know you've got some good tips and we really want to give our listeners some of these insiders tip like, hey, when is it best to go on your dating app? Like what are, like, I mean, all of this is that people don't think about, right? Like if you want to manage your time better, right? We know there are some tips for sure to make this experience uh, better for people. So give us some of the top ones. Okay. Let me give you some of my top tips. Okay. Uh, One tip put the time in. Um, I, and I am still surprised by this. People will say all the time, and you guys must hear this. I feel like I've heard this even on, on your podcast that, oh, I just can't find anyone. It's so hard. It's hard to be single. It's hard. And you're like, okay, okay. Tell me more about that. It is. It's fucking hard. What are you doing to meet someone? And, and, and then it's crickets, (laughs) Right, right? Like, like, and, 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 and I, I blame Disney. I blame Hollywood. I think women are, this is a the conversation for another, another day with you two, but women are totally fucked and mind warped that this prince is going to, you know, show up and, and save them from the cab, you know, or, or grab them as they're about to fall in front of the subway and it'll be, and swept, and that's the end of the story. And that is not real life. Um, we, and again, I, I see women do this more than men. Women put time and energy into so many parts of life. If you're, you know, training for a marathon, they're scheduled, they're training, they're on the runs. Um, going towards a doctorate or a master's or furthering their education, the job hustle, the friends, the family, your aunt, your nana. Women put so much into so many parts of their lives. And then you say, what, when you press someone, what are you actually putting into your, into your effort and energy to finding love or great sex, whatever it is. And, and, and those answers are, are usually really lame. So if you're not on a dating app, join a running club, a cooking club, fine, get where other single people are going to be. But if you are in a dating app, put the time in because it's the other thing people do. They'll still show up and they're like, nothing happened. And you're like, well, are you online? Are you messaging? Are you liking? Are you swiping? So I, I tell people try to do at least 10 minutes a day. Um, if that's hard for you or you're fumbling around Sundays, if you only get on any dating app, and this is true for all the apps, Sundays are always the busiest days. And you can say, well, why does it matter? Cause I send a message and they'll, they'll see it when they see it. But, um, there's an immediacy. It's kind of like, um, you know, you run into someone and then you run into them again, like that day versus like three weeks later. So Sundays are the, the best day to do it. Also, a lot of apps have a feature that says like online now. So they'll actually help you filter and be like, oh, these people actually, they're on the app. They're messaging now. You should talk to them because they're here. They're at the bar. They're at the digital bar. Um, (laughs) So put the time in. Do it on Sundays. uh, Send messages and likes because on OkCupid, the more you swipe left or right, the more we figure out what you like, the more we tailor the algorithm. So we become better at knowing what you're interested in when you engage with the app. Um, Also, a lot of apps will reward you if you do this one thing, and that is add to your profile. Most people, 70% of daters set it and forget it. So they'll set up a profile and then they'll never touch it. 
And like, again, you wouldn't do that with your LinkedIn if you're looking for a job. You wouldn't do that with your resume if you're looking for a job, right? You're always, we're always updating things. And and somewhere along the line, I, I think people figured they could, again, I blame Disney. Like they think like they'll just break into your house and be hot and like perfect. <laughs> and so you've got to like put that time in. Um, and when it comes to the profile, here's, here's like tip number, what are we on? Four or five. Here's a quick one too. And this is for women and for men. Um, it's really hard to make the first move. It's much easier in a dating app. It's so much. I mean, can you imagine going up? Most people are horrified at the idea of walking up to a stranger at a bar and saying, hey, what's up? Right. But imagine um, if you were at a bar and you saw someone wearing this band t-shirt of this obscure band. And you're like, I can't believe someone else knows that band. And you'd be like, oh my God, I also love them. I was at that show, actually, that t-shirt. So, so where I'm going with this is put those kinds of things you might have in common on your profile. If you don't know what to say, just put lists, list stuff out. And guys need to see something to like reach out to you about. So they don't just write, Hey, like, don't just say, Hey, say, you know, and, and so you could put like, and this is, I mean, I see this every day and this is like what I have on my app, like trips, best trips I've ever taken trips. I can't wait to take when travel is normal or, you know, still on my bucket list books that have changed my life, authors that have changed my life, albums that have changed my life, um, shows I've been during COVID. We, you know, just um, anything that is meaningful to you, put that on there and put a bunch of them because then you're really likely that someone's else will be like, oh my God, I'm also like, I love the Stones. Uh, this is definitely their best album. Um, those are some of my favorite tips. Um, a lot of people are not doing that, but um, <clears throat> that's why, you know, just these little adjustments and, and you'll see, you'll see the benefits. And when you add to your profile, if every two weeks you could add just one show you just loved or hated, put stuff you hate. People love that. It's like an easy thing to ask you about. The algorithm on OkCupid lights up. And I think that you're a new dater and I will show you to more people as a reward. And because I think you're new that you added just, it doesn't have to be a picture every two weeks, just a little something or a book you just read that is hysterical or moving or made you cry or laughed or whatever. So, uh, I think that's what, you know, think of your profile as this, like, you know, as this like living and breathing Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. you're updating and you'll, you'll see the, the, the rewards from that. I think that might be one of the biggest takeaways maybe from this whole episode. And I say that simply because I think you're right. You know, we've talked to a lot of people, either worked with his clients or talked with his friends. We have a lot of friends in the dating world. I have never once heard anybody mention that. I'm not sure most people are aware. So basically, it's kind of like, it's kind of like your website, right? And Google's crawling your website. And if your website doesn't change for 10 years, Google's like, this website's an old dead website and who cares, right? Because it's not alive. It's not, it's not changing. And I don't think people are aware that that's what's actually going on with the algorithms in dating sites. Because you're right. They basically, the only time they change it is when they get so frustrated. They're like, this just isn't working. I've got to do something different, right? That's the only yes. time they change it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time, and which is, which is crazy. Because again, like you're, you're trying to find someone. And maybe it's short-term, maybe it's long-term. Most people don't keep you are looking for long-term. But, you know... Um, it, it, it doesn't take that much time. It's hard emotionally to do. I think that's why people get stuck there, but you're much better off putting some stuff up on that profile. You know, I saw a profile recently that was like, can't wait for the final season of game of Thrones. And I was like, wow. Okay. You know, that was 
five years ago, four years ago. And, <laughs> and you're also sending a message as a single person. It tells me that you're not that interested, right? And maybe he is. He's just a little scared to update his profile. Maybe he's not. It definitely doesn't send a signal that you want. Uh, and so... Well, I think it speaks to something you said earlier, which is they're not putting in the time. And that was another great point that I kind of just wanted to talk about again, because this is something that we tell everybody when they're in a committed relationship, right? It's like they put the time in in the beginning of the relationship in order to establish it. And then they're like, all right, that's done. Great. Autopilot for the next 25 years, you know? And it's like, no, that's not how relationships work. Yeah. You guys must see that a lot. Do you see that a lot in committed relationships? People just stop trying. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's who we work with all the time. We we show them how yeah. to figure things out again yeah. and like make it work. How, right? Yeah, basically what we teach them is like, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, they don't have to try because the chemicals are, are doing it for them. So so now we're teaching them how to do that, but without the chemicals. <laughs> without the chemicals. And do you find that's so interesting? And it's probably hard because it's a muscle that people haven't used in a bit. They it's hard for them to get to get that effort back out there, yeah? You know, there's there's a saying that, that Selena and I say all the time, and it's really pretty much true for everything. It says you're either growing or you're dying, right? So you're either putting the energy and effort into it to help it grow, or if you're not, it's slowly dying and falling apart. I mean, if you think about a house, you don't just build a house and then don't <laughs> touch it, right? If you do, then the termites come in, and then the, you know, this, and then it starts to fall apart, and it's just like, it literally... Everything will die if you're not doing something. So taking that mentality and putting it towards your online dating profile and your, your just dating you know, energy, uh, I think is really important. People need to understand that if you're not actively putting the energy in to maintaining the profile, updating the profile, reaching out to people, trying to meet them, trying to do that, then how, how well do you think this is going to work? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that, by the way, I love your house analogy. I'm going to steal that one. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, and and you know, even like a really one of my dearest friends. She's gorgeous. She's Ivy League graduate. She's got a killer career. She's, you know, she's like I'm just I, and this is not successful for me. And I was like, how many messages have you sent in the last like three weeks? She's like, what do you mean? Like. <laughs> how, many guys, how many how many guys have you like sent a note to you live in New York City I know you see lots of interesting she's like oh I haven't I was I, I just said to myself you mean to tell me there's not a single profile that you have seen that you would not like deem a potential like there's some potentially something to find out more about that. and she's like well I, I yeah and she didn't really have an answer to that which meant she wasn't taking the time to look at profiles this is another thing give give those profiles the respect and the mindfulness that you want your own profile to receive. Women are just as guilty as men in this quick swipe, barely look, and they're making a snap decision on someone's looks. And you need attraction and chemistry a thousand percent, but you're not even taking the time to look and read about them you know, is, is shitty. And you'd feel really shitty if you saw someone being so dismissive of you. Now you will see someone and immediately maybe know there's not going to be like an attraction there and that's okay. But that can't be true for all of those profiles. So, so, so slowing down, putting that time in now, then going to see you too, to figure out how to put the time in (laughs) once you're, once you're like in it, uh, feels like the magical, uh, recipe for happy life. I think we solved it. 
<laughs> yeah. So let's talk about catfishing. I really want to talk about this. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, well, this is a good one. This exactly. came from a friend of ours. Exactly. So if you're listening, we thank you. What's the deal with catfishing? And maybe you like, what is catfishing? Like, like yeah, Kevin well, was thinking. Explain so maybe to you people can what explain it is. It. And, then, and then how can you protect yourself yeah. from it? Yes, it's a really good question. So catfishing is when someone pretends to be someone else on a dating app. Uh, and it, it, it is, um, I want to say it's so common, but it's so interesting that MTV had a really popular show called Catfish where they would, it was really, I loved watching this show. They would actually like go find the person purporting to be someone else. And usually there was, you know, an interesting backstory there. And so the way that you can protect yourself is a couple of things. One is, is look for those war. There's always warning signs early on. And what I mean by that is, I, you know, if you're, let's say you've exchanged a couple of messages. And by the way, I say, don't go more than two to three weeks at the most messaging with someone before you get on the date. If you have, if someone messages you and you've been going back and forth on OkCupid and it's been about two weeks, get on the fucking date. You're not looking for a pen pal. That is not what you're here for. And, and make them be like, Hey, so should we grab a beer? And if, if they don't, if they can't meet up and it keeps getting, you know, it, then you should just walk away from that. There's never a good reason for that. Yes. And you know, a, another, a different friend, not the one that brought this up to us, but she was on a dating site recently and she got the, well, I'm in Ukraine right now. He's apparently in the military and American, but he happened to be in Ukraine. And so they couldn't go on a date for like four to six weeks or something like that. Turns out it was catfishing. But just to put that out there as an example, right? The excuses for why you can't meet within that two weeks, right? <laughs> oh, I know. And Ken, I'm so glad you said that. So here's the most popular ones. I'm in the military. Mm -hmm. uh, there's internet. Um, that is a, that is a common, <laughs> I'm like, it was like half, half of online daters are in the military. So if they're in the military or I, this is, this is one that is out there. Like, I work on an oil rig and <laughs> the internet is spotty. I'm like, what do they think? You're like Ben Affleck and Armageddon. Like, <laughs> it was like, it was like proportionally, it must be like 0.0000001% of people in the world that are like on an oil rig. It's like 10 people. So, you know, when they have no internet, they can't video, even if they can't, let's say, um, you know, really their life is crazy. Um, they should be able to video. If they can't video, you get the fuck out of Dodge. There is a, there is no good, there's no good reason for that. And you should not allow yourself to be in this, like, we are talking to someone, you're starting to get invested and you have not videoed with them or met them in person. You need to like, I would say if their life is so crazy that they can't do those things, then they don't even have time for a relationship they don't have with time you. For so move on. <laughs> no, and they're probably, again, we, there are a few, um, yeah, we, we do the best that we can, but also I also say this, if, if someone, uh, if someone, if you find out that someone is not who they are, you, people are always too embarrassed and we can't do any, if you don't tell us or tell the dating app that you're on that you were catfished, we can't shut them down. We are so, we take that shit so seriously. And when someone tells us that we, we, you know, we will look into it. We will, we will, we will lock it down. So um, make sure you also tell the app if, you know, if someone asks you for a gift card or it's like a sob story, obviously that's a red flag. Like you should never, ever. Yeah, asking and for always, money is a pretty big red flag. <laughs> 
and here's the here's the last thing too. If they if they if they are not meeting up with you and they are not videoing you and they're taking the chat off of OkCupid really quick, whenever someone takes the chat off of the dating app mm-hmm. very very quickly, that's a red flag. Uh-huh. Because we have, it, it's all automatic to look out for certain phrases or whatever, or gift mm-hmm. card. If we see that automatically, we're like, our systems light up and we're like, so we don't like what's happening here. And, um, and so uh, now it's one thing it's like, Hey, I want to like ask you to dinner. Can I get your number? You know, but um, if they go to WhatsApp and they still are not meeting you, seeing you, videoing you. See, that's a huge tip though right there because for what we hear from people that we talk to is, you know, the line goes something like this. Oh my God, I know you're the one. I don't need to be on this dating app anymore. Let's immediately transition out of here to something else. That is a huge red flag. You're right because people don't realize that your messaging platforms are actually scanning the messages and yeah. looking for key phrases to identify exactly this kind of behavior. To keep people safe. Yeah. Whenever yeah. we see, th- like we, we, um, we look for that shit and, and we also, you know, someone reports or complains about something and we can go in and see it with them. Like we shut it down. We'll block your IP. We'll block, we register your cell phone number. Like we, you know, we, we have really sophisticated things on the back end to, to kick those people out, to let people know right away to support law enforcement where we need to. Um, again, it's not terribly common, but, but those people are, you know, it is possible. It does happen. You hear about it all the time. We, we all just watched Tinder Swindler. Um, uh, that was a different form of, uh, that was not catfishing. That was, that was something else entirely. But, uh, um, and most people are not there for that. But yeah, if you, um, the biggest thing is if they're not meeting up with your video, you right away, you should, you should get do. There is no good excuse for that. You well, should get out. And I like the fact too, because uh, one of our friends, she's a really beautiful woman and she had some men thinking she was catfishing because she's really beautiful and like she can be real, right? Yeah. Uh, and I love with what you're sharing, Melissa, is that really, if you're not sure, like literally message them and get on a video and then you can see is the, is the photo yeah. matching the video like the person that's here, you know? So then you don't have to judge somebody just on the photo or thinking, oh, they're too beautiful to be true. So they must be catfishing me. <laughs> FaceTime. Yes. Is free. And you know what? That Zoom does happen. Free. In fact, that happened to um, one of a really good friend of mine. She's stunning and like, you know, blonde and 5'10 and just whatever. And, and guys kept reporting her as catfishing. And, <laughs> and um, obviously it wasn't. Uh, so yeah, sometimes it, that goes, that goes the wrong way. <laughs> That's funny. It reminds me of a, of a song lyric. It says, uh, God help you if you are an ugly girl, but of, uh, pretty is also your doom because everybody harbors a secret hatred for the prettiest girl in the room. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that idea of, you know, obviously everybody knows the challenges of maybe not being, you know, supermodel in the looks, but a lot of people don't think about the challenges on a dating site that the other end of the spectrum gets. The fact that nobody thinks you're real. They all think that you're catfishing every, or, or the people that are like, I'm not even going to bother. She's out of my league or that kind of stuff. This is an interesting point. It's really interesting. Well, and that's another thing that I say too, is if you, if you are like, oh my gosh, that person is so, I'm so attracted. I'm so whatever. Um, that's great. But a lot of people also might think that. And so, you know, that's also why I just encourage people to have an open mind and, and give people a chance, give people a shot, uh, you may not, you may be really surprised at what you're, uh, what you're attracted to, who you're compatible with just, and that's a beautiful thing about dating apps too, is you're able to do that 
in your pajamas on your couch, right? If you're a single parent, you can't be going out every night and being on a dating app enables you to do that. And by the way, that's one of the real positive. There was a study out of um, a university in the UK and I'm blanking on the name, but it showed an unprecedented spike in interracial marriages. And that coincided with Tinder's arrival in the dating scene, which grew, which grew, every dating app grew when Tinder grew. And Tinder's in my family. So I'm, they're a sister, they're a sister brand. Um, uh, and, and so there's a beauty in what dating apps have done, which is encourage us to, to consider people that may not be uh, someone that we dated or may have a different background or ethnicity or race or religion. And that's not how we dated and mated uh, until, until technology came on the scene. So, uh, yeah. and I just think there's a lot of beauty in that. I just love that we're getting together with people that perhaps we wouldn't have before, wouldn't have been exposed to before, or even our brains and our minds weren't, you know, weren't aware of you know, two of the main ingredients of attraction that we know from science is similarity and fami- familiarity. And many of us grow up in segregated parts of the world where you're not, I mean, if you grew up in Brooklyn, you're fucking golden. You're, 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 you know, you're immersed in tons of cultures and ethnicities and religions, but, but not in, most of us are not growing up in New York city or San Francisco or, or Melbourne, Australia. And so, uh, you know, it's one of the, for yeah. all the, the, the shade and the heat the dating apps give, that's, that's a really beautiful aspect to, to internet dating. And that was a point that I was going to bring up is that if you're not living, like if you do live in, or it's at least close to a major city or like, you know, we're not really in a major city, but we're, we're in Southern California. I mean, enough said, right? You've seen all the TV shows. The point <laughs> is, is if you live in those areas, you're in a bubble, right? You're in a bubble because you're exposed to all of these different cultures, as you said, and so you just think that's normal, but people that live in those bubbles forget what it's like outside of those major areas where like where I grew up, I mean, I only grew up maybe an, outs- an hour outside of New York City, but I was in the burbs and seriously, everybody was just like me. You were basically... Everyone's just like you. You, you were yeah. all white. You were either Italian or you were Jewish. Like that, yep. that was it. That was your dating pool, right? I didn't yeah. even know somebody outside of that for years until I yeah. moved away and went to other places. Yeah. And isn't, wait, where did you grow up? Where? So I grew up in Long New Island Jersey. Long Island or West Jersey? New Jersey? New Jersey, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. literally, yeah. like up two miles from my house, you were at the beach and you could look at Manhattan. So just on the other side of the bay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. But yes, you, you weren't, and that's most parts of the world. Uh, Indiana was, you know, pretty similar, except even less interesting. And, uh, and, 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 you know, that's why we work with a brilliant social psychologist, um, Dr. Sarah Conrath, um, and OkCupid to help us understand why are we attracted to what we're attracted to? And, and she helps us like understand some of those drivers that we know from academic literature and research and, and, um, and think about it, right. The way that our parents got together may have been through church or through temple or family friends and you were family friends. Why? Because you live near each other, or maybe you were both farmers or you both again, went to the city, you know, and, and those, those, 
those things, the structure of how our communities exist are very different today. And so, um, you know, being exposed to other, to other folks is, 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 um, it's just really, it's just really beautiful and, and really interesting. Um, so. Okay, so we, th- this is a fascinating conversation, and I have a whole bunch more questions. There's no way we're going to get to them, but we've got two last questions that I do want to get to. I wanted to ask, uh, because this is something that comes up a lot with uh, clients that I coach. Seemed, I don't know. It probably happens. I coach, unless we're working together with a couple, I'm coaching primarily men. So this is something that I hear from men a lot. So it's just something that I wanted maybe you to touch on, which is ghosting. I get a lot of clients who are in the dating complaining about ghosting and it's like, they want to know what do they do about it? Is there anything they can do about it? It's so ghosting is tough. Right. And, and, um, you know what, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. I say one, look out for those warning signs early on. Right. Like I just had a friend of mine say she was ghosted and I was like, yeah, but can I be, can we like, just speak honestly, like, cause you're, we're good friends and I can, I'm like, he canceled on you twice. He barely confirmed, like the signs were there that this was someone who was way more likely to flake or to ghost. Um, I also, you know, um, I remember I was dating this guy and I was, I was smitten. I liked him so much. And he said to me, uh, and we were friends first. And he said to me, listen, like that thing is, it's just not here. And I so wish that it was, and I just, but I won't accept that we're not friends. I just actually won't accept that. Like I want to be friends. We were friends before this. I know we can be friends after this. And it was such a great conversation. And we're still friends 10 years later. And so I encourage you also to look at your own behavior. A lot of people that are like, oh, everyone's ghosting me. Have those conversations too. Because when he had that conversation with me, it gave me the kind of like, the language, the experience, the muscle, a little bit to then have my own conversations with people. So then I had an easier time when I met someone and and maybe that spark wasn't there. I, and saying, you're just awesome. I just think that you're great. I And I wish that that spark was there. I wish that thing was there and it's not. And I just want to tell you, because I think you're fucking great. And I didn't want to like, I don't want to ghost. And so have the conversation in life, look for those messages and also say to them, you know, I think it's really hot, by the way, when people say, oh, listen, I haven't heard from you. I really had a great time. I'm guessing like maybe there's either a lot going on for you or you weren't feeling it. And it's just totally cool. Like maybe I'll see you around. So you can kind of see that and, and then expect them to say, yeah, hey, thanks for saying that. You know, you made like, I really appreciate that. And you were great. I had such a great time. And like, I wish you all the best and I'll see you around. Yeah, that, that is a good, I love that, to look at your own behavior. And, and I think also the mistake people make, and I see it both in men and women, they get, they go too much into their projection where they're like, yeah. oh, we're already married. I know women, we tend to do that. It's like you met the guy, you already have his last name, how your children are going to look like and all of that. And, <laughs> right? Oh my God. It's embarrassing, yes. but I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. And so I think also sometimes people need to realize that, hey, just because it's in the digital, like 
things go fast, real fast, but don't go too much into like, we already like married and having five kids, like give yourself a chance and and the other person a chance to slow things down a little bit so that then you don't fall on your butt so hard if they decide that you're not the right match. And that's a, that's a good reminder, I'd say. Exactly. Yeah. To just slow it down a little bit, slow it down a little bit and and maybe, you know, and that doesn't think maybe you're coming on a little strong and, you know, they've, they've, they've gotten a little bit scared. That's, that's, uh, that's yeah. something that I tend to see sometimes with the men, you know, so you this see whole, that with the guys, they yeah. come on like, yeah. Yeah. Especially with, especially with the older ones, you know, like the ones that are like, I know I really want to settle down. I know what I want. And it's like, boom. And they, they're just like, they're all over it. And I think that sometimes they don't realize that that's a bit intimidating and she's kind of like, whoa, 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 you know? We met five days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Because because you also, you want it to feel like it's based on who you really are. And mm-hmm. so sometimes people come on so quick. We we have the awareness or you may be thinking like, wait, what is this? They, they just want to be with someone. It actually isn't about me. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's about me, but I'm a little... Uh, I'm not sure I'm there yet. Maybe I'm still figuring out, taking things slow. So, um, you know, do you guys ever give this advice, by the way? Do you ever say like, hey, if you're starting to date, like just if you're if you're able to like keep keep those options open or get on, you know, get another date, set up something else like I, I, um, it, it keeps you, you know, kind of can slow you down. And again, if you've got a lot going on or maybe you've got a crazy work schedule, you can't be going on like two dates a week, but, um, is that advice you guys ever give well, to like, yeah, so that a little bit. It's some advice that I would definitely give to a guy is, is to not be so singularly focused. Like you, you, you find somebody on the app, you start talking with them and all of a sudden everything else goes out the window and you're like, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, you haven't yeah. even gotten to know this person yet. And when you move too fast and you're too singularly focused, you tend to overlook the warning signs that you gave. Yes. Slow it down. Pay attention to the signs. You know, keep the other conversations open until yeah. as you get to know all of these people, you narrow it down more. And then you're like, okay, all right. And by then, hopefully, you've gotten past the, the stage where they're, they're ghosting you. You've at least established enough intimacy where they would tell you rather than just disappear, <laughs> hopefully. Yes. That's a really nice phrase you just put out there. Establish enough intimacy for someone to say, oh, listen, you're great. We had such a good time and yeah so the thing is when you don't have anything invested it's easy to just ghost you're like whatever i'm out of here right who Mm -hmm. cares once you once you're invested a little bit like you know i'd I'd really be a schmuck and asshole if i just (laughs) disappeared you i I have to say something right so then you have to be like okay look here here's the deal and do you feel like you see this especially with your male patients i i feel like i still see both with folks in OkCupid and and guy friends that sometimes, and sometimes women too, but I feel like it's more of a guy thing. They don't want to be, they'll ghost because they're, they just, they can't, they don't want to be the one that has that conversation. Like they find it even harder to say, oh, you're great, but I'm not, I'm I'm not interested. I think like we had a good time, but this isn't like a, a good fit for me. I feel like I've seen that more from guys. They're just scared of, I don't know, like, and then, and then they inadvertently, the woman is frustrated anyway because she's like, "Well, just you know, you could just say, you know, we had some some time together. Like, say, hey, you know, it's just I, I don't know. I don't think this is like the the right thing. Do you do you see that? 
I, yeah, I would say in general that it's probably easier for the women to be like, no, you know, and, <laughs> and just like, no, no, no. Yeah. I think the guys are, they're, they're a little bit more conscious of not wanting to be that guy or not wanting to hurt them. So they, they tend to find ways that are less confrontational to bow out, which actually yeah. are worse because, you know, as a woman, you're already feeling it. You already know something's going on long yes. before he even makes that move, right? So you can already feel yeah. it's happening and you're like, what's going on? What's going on? He's not saying anything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're afraid of confrontation. I, I think that's a big thing. And and actually, it, you're avoiding potentially more hurt feelings by just saying, just being upfront. Um, this is true in life, right? Yeah. The longer you drag things out, the worse it is for everyone. Yes, so just the worse do it. it is. Get it over with. <laughs> just get it over with. And it feels so good once you once you do that and there's like clarity and, and throw a compliment in there too. Like, God, you're awesome. I just, you're really, you're, you know, you're great. I, I, you know, I just don't know if this is like the right, the right thing. Um, All right. So. We, we are rather long in time, but it's just so fascinating. I want to keep going. So I know, Celine, you should probably ask our last question. Our last juicy question, Melissa. What is your best sexual talent? Oh, uh, ooh, uh, I'm a great kisser. I'm a great, I know it's like, you know, all the kids are into all the crazy shit today, but I'm, <laughs> I, I get it. But I, I, for me, like in like intimacy, like starts with like that great kiss. And I remember my first date with my now husband and it was like a New York moment. It's raining, it's West village. And like the kiss was so good that I'm like, okay, this, this is, this is going to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So, of course, our listeners, if you are in the dating world, get on the apps, whether it's OkCupid or any other ones that is, you know, basically the one working for you where you are. Uh, I know you said OkCupid is free, so they can just go on it and there's nothing to lose. It's free, but just for your listeners, if you hear this and you really want to try OkCupid, uh, you can DM me on Twitter or Instagram and I will give you three months of OkCupid premium on me. That's our $40 a month version. Uh, so again, it's great free, but I'm, I'm happy to hook up the lovely listeners of this podcast for premium OkCupid on me. Just hit me up through my socials. Woohoo. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. So make sure you check her out. We'll have the links in the description below and get your free membership for three months. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was fascinating. It was. I still have more questions, but that's all we can do for this particular episode. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I had, this is the most fun conversation. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come back on and we're going to like take qu more questions on your profile. <laughs> I want to know that people like met someone through this. Yeah. Mm. I want to know how your husband feels about you flirting with all these men on 27 dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious. He's I want to like... I think they probably get a little turned on and then they go have a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you again, Melissa, for coming on the show. That's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. <laughs> 
We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.